for it. All right, so we are recording. All right, welcome everyone back to the Up Level Your Online Business podcast. I am so, so excited to have Isabella Levy here on the podcast today. Uh, I've been following her journey for quite a little bit of time. Um, and she's just, she's such an incredible business mentor. Uh, and she has so much knowledge to share with you guys today. But first, I'm going to go ahead and introduce her. So Isabella Levy is a business mentor and speaker who supports partners of athletes, entertainers and businessmen to step out of the shadows and into the spotlight as they scale their businesses and live their very own hashtag high life. Isabella is frequently talking about um, really empowering women and empowering women as leaders, especially when women have this um, really successful, significant other. And I can't wait to see everything that she has to share with us today. So thank you so much for being here, Isabella. How are you doing today? Um, how is life in, in Madeira right now? Hello, hello everyone. I'm so happy that you're here with us. Um, life in Madeira is hot. It's, it's good. <laughs> Beautiful. And so I, I didn't mention that before, but Isabella actually lives on Madeira Island right now, which is a part of Portugal. I am a Portuguese Canadian. And before we even decided to record this podcast episode, we kind of shared a few Instagram notes back and forth about how I was born and raised in Toronto and I'm also Portuguese and Isabella was kind of telling me that Toronto was like one of her favorite cities. Is that right? Oh my God. Like the six is where my soul belongs. <laughs> it's like, why am I not even there right now? I don't know, but my soul is there. My soul lives there. It belongs there. And like, we just got a connection. I know. And I, I love Toronto and it was really it was really sad for us to be leaving my husband and I when when we left when we packed up all of our things and we decided to move and kind of just live our own dream life and it was it was really sad to leave but at the same time I know that my whole family is there so I can kind of just go back whenever I want to and I can almost be a tourist in my own city so um, I hear you I share that that love of the six um, and just like it's just it's beautiful. It's beautiful. And it's beautiful in Madeira and it's beautiful in Portugal too. So we just share that, that nice connection of, of location. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm super grateful that, you know, I'm, a, I'm able to actually live abroad. Um, the very first thing that I always said when I was a teenager, like, I am not going to live in the UK. I am going to live next to the sun and the sea. I always said that to myself. Um, so, I mean, I know that the universe has got my back and now I just know when my partner um, retires from his career at the moment, like, you'll find us in the six. Mark my words. <laughs> amazing. Amazing. Oh my goodness. Um, and so, okay, let's talk a little bit about this in terms of like your partner, in terms of your own story of how you became a business mentor. I know that you have like a, a really incredible backstory. Do you want to talk a little bit about how you got into this industry and how, um, you know, like you fell in love with your partner and kind of where, where life has brought or, or how life has brought you to where you are today? Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to. So I always say that there was kind of two stories that I lived growing up in my childhood. There was a story that everyone knew and then there was a story that everyone didn't know. And the one that everyone knew was that I had met my partner at 12 years of age um, at a private school at this point. 
and I'd fallen in love with him. He played for Manchester United at the time, which is literally the biggest club in the world. Um, So I was always that person that was trying to prove myself to be perfect and like be this perfect, in inverted commas, trophy wife. And honestly, I was hiding so much more behind that. And what was really happening is I was experiencing some really dangerous and difficult situations with my family. Um, I'd gone through armed robberies. I'd been through being stalked. Um, My dad had gone to prison. And I always felt that I had to hold back because others would be ashamed and I wouldn't be, um, you know, right for my partner with the position that he was in. So when I was growing up, everyone always thought that, you know, life was, life was good for me. I, I worked hard on paper, you know, I went to private school. Um, I came from a wealthy family. I was smashing my exams, but on the inside, I was smashed myself. And I actually worked 10 hours studying every single day whilst my friends would work like three in order to get the same results. So from a really young age, um, I always felt like I had to prove myself. And I was always told that I was going to be below average. I wasn't going to pass any of my exams, yada, yada, yada. So I, of course, conditioned myself to believe otherwise. um, And I did go ahead and pass my exams. And from that space, I really started to prove to myself that just because whatever someone else was saying about me, it didn't mean that that was my truth. So when I started to hit, you know, 17, 18, I was really inside of this bubble of the football world. And I heard so many women say, you know, you're going to have to sacrifice your life so you can support him. You're going to have to sacrifice your dreams like his are going to come first. And for me, I was always really conscious of it. I was always like, that is not going to be me. Like I've not gone through all of these things in my life at such a young age to not do anything with. And I really felt this calling. I really felt like, no, I need to step up. I need to step out. So I graduated from university and I moved in with my partner. And I remember driving from Liverpool, um, which is where my mum lived to Swansea, which was where Kenji's club was. And it was a four hour drive. And I remember I packed like my five suitcases in this Fiat. And I just drove for four hours and I just remember asking myself, like, is this it now? Like, have you given up on your dreams and desires? Are you just going to go move in with your boyfriend and that really be, be it? So as soon as I got there, I actually set up my online business. And within the first month, I gained 17 clients with no list, no ads, no paid marketing, just putting myself there out there every single day uh, and showing up and just sharing my message. Of course, my message has evolved over time. Um, But that's really how I got to set up my business. I wanted to be location independent because I did desire to support my partner in everything that he was going to do. I also desired to really support myself and what I wanted to do as well. That's beautiful. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing. And even when you were talking about that, something just really um, spun up in my mind that uh, I actually went through something very similar. And um, so when my husband and I got together about almost like 11 or 12 years ago, it's insane. Um, But when we got together, we kind of always knew that we were going to come back here, that we were going to come to live in Nicaragua. And um, because this family has this beautiful business here and this beautiful piece of land. And 
I think deep down inside, I kind of always knew that. Um, but one thing that was always really triggering for me was this whole, like, what am I going to do? Right. Because he was always mm-hmm. talking to me about like, oh, well, we can, we can incorporate you into the family business. Right. Or like, we can, we can do this like side hustle off of the family business. Like we can, there's so many different things that we can do in terms of like finding you something to do. Right. Cause that was the last thing that I really wanted was just to kind of exist here and exist here to be with him. Like you said, right. To be with him and to experience, you know, like all of the, the nice things about, um, about being with your spouse or being with your partner and being, you know, uh, in a place where you're relatively secure, Um, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, I was always like, well, where's my identity going to be in all that? And that was always something that I really struggled with. And it wasn't until I found life coaching and the online business world where I was like, yes, this is where I feel like I can fit in. This is something that can allow me to be location independent. And when I found it, I was like, oh my goodness, like this is, this is what I was really looking for all along. And so I think it's so beautiful that you went through that experience. Um, and it's almost like, I think we were talking about previously how, you know, like the universe is always going to give you um, what you need. And I think that that really happened um, with both of us. So that's really exciting. Um, yeah. Let's talk a little bit about, you know, like how you managed to grow your business even and, and grow it so quickly and really just be able to be um, a force within mm-hmm. the coaching industry um, relatively quickly, right? Because I, what I love about your story as well, it's just like, yes, they're on the surface. There's so much that you can judge and there's so many ways that people can just be like, well, it was easy for her, right? Cause she went to a private school or, you know, her, her partner is someone who has, you know, significant success in his own career. So of course it was easy for her. And I think a lot of us just give ourselves those excuses as to be, you know, as to kind of just tell ourselves, well, that's why I can't do it, right? Like she did it because of X, Y, Z. That's why I can't. Um, But there's so much more to it, right? There's leadership in and of itself is something that only you can create. Um, So do you want to talk a little bit about, you know, what, what tools you had to put in place or like, what you had to really embody for yourself to be able to become a leader in your industry and to be able to like even grow so quickly financially in your business? The short answer is that I hustled it out day in and day out and I still hustle it out day in and day out as well. Mm -hmm. And the lengthier answer is I really worked on myself. I found out what was going to make me so happy at the core. And then from there, I was able to see, okay, how do I want to show up for other women? How do I want to show up for my team? How do I want to show up in my relationship? How do I want to show up for my family and my friends? And who's even in my friendship circle? So when you're asking what tools I actually use, it was about me stripping back everything that people had put on me and actually learn who I was. And then from there, I actually had to use new tools because from my childhood, you know, I shared with you that I came from a wealthy family. I went to a private school and we had everything. And one day we really did lose everything. And in that time, I had to use some tools to allow me to survive. Well, 10 years later, I realized that I was using the same tools to try and thrive. And of course, you know, if you use a a hammer to try and smash through a door, like you're going to need a 
a new utensil to do that. So for me, I actually had to learn like what tools to put away and what tools like were allowing me to survive and then what tools were going to allow me to thrive. So the first tool that I learned about was my energy and what I actually brought to myself and what therefore I could bring to others. So the first tool that I created um, was my own very morning ritual and people ramp on about this so much because when you get it, you get it. Like once you develop a morning ritual and it is your morning ritual, mean you do it every single day, things really start to come into fruition and you really start to blossom as well. So every single morning, you know, I meditate, I journal, I read, I work out, I dance and I get myself in the highest of vibe because everyone always asks me, how are you always so happy? How are you always got so much energy? Energy? Because I choose to bring my best self. I choose to bring my energy and I work on it every single day. So just because you don't see that, I want you to know that I'm working on it and you can work on this too and you can bring the the energy like this equally, but you got to make a decision. And your decision is, are you going to show up as the best every single day or are you not? I just know that's my biggest tool, myself, And I wanted to make sure that I was showing up as my best every single day. So I commit to that. So that was the first tool. And then the second tool was who I really was surrounding myself with. You know, the group of friends, which I had at the very start of my business and I send love to them and I I respect them and definitely they serve me for the most incredible season of my life. But quite frankly, they didn't understand what the fuck I was doing. And (laughs) it was kind of like, you know, who does she think she is and what even is she? And for me, I realized like if I was going to be this brand new me, I needed to let go of the old. And I chose to rise. And I said, you know, God, pull me closer to everyone that's supposed to be in my life and pull me away from everyone that's not. So I started to see how God in the universe positioned that. And for me, it was really heartbreaking. Um, But at the same time, once I let go, I then created this space for incredible new friendships of women who were actually going after what I desired and believed in themselves as well. And that inspired me. So I then surrounded myself with women who were going after it. Third tool is I hired a mentor. I wasn't going to struggle. I knew that I was going to succeed and I will succeed in anything that I desire to do. And therefore I was investing and investing and investing because I wanted to know what worked and what didn't work. So I always looked up to others that had actually paved the way and done what I desired to do, of course, in a different way with a different message. But for me, There, those three things are like the essential foundations. And then on the top people, it's like, you better hustle it out. All these quotes of you got to get into flow. Flow is when you are doing something that you are so passionate about every single day that you can wake up at 6 a.m. and you can go to bed at 11 p.m. some nights if that is what you need to do to get your message out to the world. So honestly, that's my recipe. I love it. I love it. And actually, for anyone who's listening, if you are one of those people who are like, what is all of this talk about flow and hustle? I have a podcast episode 
that's literally called the myth of zero hustle because I too am so sick of people talking about how you don't have to hustle at all. How could you, it could be easy. And although yes, it can be in flow exactly what you were just saying, it takes work, right? Like you really do. If you're passionate about it, you're going to have to be putting in a lot of hours into what you're doing. You're going to be having to do trial and error. And that's a part of the process. And if you can fall in love with the journey, that's, that's what the flow is really about. So I'm, I'm, I love how you talked about that as well. Exactly. I mean, there is no destination, right? Like every time you achieve a goal, you're already onto the next goddamn thing. And it's important <laughs> to celebrate and recognize that. But at the same time, people out here thinking that they can get money for free. Oh, I'm going to work three hours, blah, de, blah, de, blah. Like, Honestly, people, you just need to get real with yourselves. And the truth is, listen to any successful person that is at the top. What do they still do? They work. They are passionate about every (laughs) single thing they do. So you get to choose again who you want to be. And I do not mind if you want to earn 24K, 50K, 100K a year, that is up to you. I'm saying to you, if you desire to be one of the best, you have to put in the 10 extra hours. You have to be able to bring the energy that other people don't. So I love that you've already created an episode on this and I can't wait to even go and watch it. I'm going to go listen to it because I just need another person in my ear to say, you know what, girl, you keep hustling it. Exactly. Exactly. Amen. Oh my goodness. If you can get one thing from this episode um, is if you really want to get to the top, like you, you really need to put in that extra effort. Absolutely. I love that. Um, and one thing that I'm really enjoying about what you're saying as well is just this whole, like you needed to reinvent who people said that you were, right? Like you really needed mm. to start becoming who you are. And I think that that, that is something that can like any any woman um, can implement, especially if you feel like deep down you're meant to be a leader, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And I know that now you kind of, you've shifted a little bit to really help the women um, in their businesses who feel like they're stuck in someone else's limelight, Um, which I mean, technically that could be so many of us as well. You could feel like you as a child were stuck in you know someone else's limelight like being a sibling for example or you know one of your parents so what would you recommend for anyone listening right now that feels like they um have always just followed in the steps of someone else and kind of just felt like a lot of their lives were dictated by someone else but they want to be themselves they want to be that better version of themselves what would you recommend for them to start doing or to start um start implementing in their lives today so that they can really step up into that level of leadership that they've always wanted. Mm, Okay. We about to go deep people. So you guys (laughs) better have your notepad and pen. So I'm going (laughs) to loop back around to what, to, to what you said at the beginning of this, but sorry, you know, every single woman is hiding from that limelight and Mm -hmm. I will share with you the the business aspect and I'll share with the viewers and the listeners as well the reason why I've moved into a more specific messaging but what's behind that is that women have been conditioned to seek permission to stand in the shadows and to not live in their full potential and here's why the way women have been conditioned is the 
our role was to look after the household because we actually were not able to go and get a job. We weren't able to go and open up a bank account. We weren't able to do the things that the men did. So the woman was supporting the man, but in the Bible, the woman is brought out of the man's rib, the equal at the side. So God, God didn't bring the woman out of the man's head or the feet, not below or above him, out of the rib, out of the side. They are each other's equal, okay? But mm-hmm. society created it different. Society decided to silence women, dim women, and push the men. So then what did women learn to do? Dim themselves and push the men. So what happens is, of course, the society social norms have started to change but women's conditioning is still to be polite don't be rude look pretty sit back don't speak out of line ask and honestly like we need to get out of that and the only way we're going to do it is by recognizing every single time we say no to ourselves i do it every single day and i have to force myself to say yes every single time we go and ask someone else for permission to do something you catch yourself and you say i grant myself permission because once you start granting yourself permission you are paving the way for other women to grant themselves permission as well and until we do that collectively and as as a society it is going to continue to be difficult for women as a whole to drive themselves forward with that so my first recommendation is whoever is listening right now what's one thing that you held yourself back in doing today because you didn't believe in it or you felt like someone else had the answer or even is doing it better than you you want to take that move and you want to go and tell another woman what you did and you inspire her to do the same first recommendation the second recommendation is i want you to start taking a stand for the and because as women we can start to say yes to ourselves but not as much as a man would say yes to himself mm-hmm. i remember this is this is a ridiculous story but there's actually a lot of um depth to it that I remember having my biggest month in um, business so far um, in November 2018. And I really wanted these brand new shoes, but I just booked my business class flight. And I was like, oh, like I could only have both. Like I've booked the business class flight, so I'm not going to be able to buy these shoes. And I looked at myself for a second and I thought, why am I not taking a stand for the ante? And I believe that I didn't actually deserve it. I believe that other people were going to look at me in a different way for giving this to myself. And again, it's another way that women dim their light. Oh, she can't have the shoes and the business class ticket too. That's way too good for a woman to do. And that is inside us. So you've, second of all, you take a stand for the and. And then third of all, right now, if you are renewing your identity, which let's be honest, you know, as business owners, we do it every single year, six months. If you move fast, three months, I'm with you, girl. But in order to get to a new identity, you have to let go of the old. And I call this the in-between stage. I don't know if you've experienced this, sorry, but like what I'm about to say, like, please, please, please just hold me because 
the in-between <laughs> stage is so difficult. Okay. Like if anyone's been in this stage mm-hmm. of feeling like you want to do something and you know, it's such a good idea, but the old you is like, no, 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 no. Don't go. Don't go, boo. Don't go. And you have to like live in this in-between stage because you don't actually fully understand who your new identity is, but you've got to let go of your old identity in order to meet your new one. So what I want to share with you right now is you have to let go. And sometimes people can be stuck in that in-between stage for months. I've spoken to people that have been in it for years. And it's just because they're so scared to let go of that comfort of what they've been holding on to or what everyone else knows them by. They don't want to take that step and they don't want to take that leap. But I want to let you know when you take that leap, when you take that step, oh, it's always freaking incredible. So my message, which I wanted to get round to, my message at the moment is to really speak to women of athletes women of athletes wives and entertainers wives and businessmen's wives because that is who i can most relate to and it's actually called a red ocean strategy sorry are you familiar with the book blue ocean no i'm not but i've so, never heard of it so do you recommend that i read it cuz i am on a huge audible binge right now. <laughs> 1 million percent. And I recommend okay. that I'm like super um, visual. So I, I need to read the book, but I just want to share with everyone um, as business owners, there is this thing called blue ocean and there is this thing called red ocean. Now a blue ocean is what you are saying is the same as everyone else. And what you are doing is the same as everyone else as, as well, obviously with your own unique special recipe. Now, the way industries go is everyone decides to hang out in this blue ocean. Now, in order for you to stand out and in order for you to continue the success and keep increasing your success, you have to get yourself into a red ocean. And a red ocean is when you actually create your own standout. So you have to position yourself with a new message that stands out from everyone else, even realistically underneath. You may still be doing the coaching and mentoring. You may still be doing the the styling or um, the social media managing, but you coming with a new message and what the red ocean is when you come in that new message, you must believe in it so, so much that you can't not step forward into it. So Sorry, it's honestly just really standing out. And I think that a lot more business owners need to do that. And the reason why I wanted to share both the recommendations and what I did business-wise there is because I want every single woman to know that I am with them in terms of us feeling like our light gets dimmed. I really am. And that is honestly the strong message behind my brand. I'd love that. Uh, everything that you're saying is just speaking so much to my soul right now. Um, and there was two, two big things that I kind of wanted to add on to this. One, to even be super vulnerable with myself. Actually, both of them are going to be really vulnerable with myself because I love keeping it real on my podcast. I feel Please like um, every, yeah, every time that I, I say something you know, about me, my clients are always kind of coming back to me and being like, I really liked it when you touched on this in the podcast. So I'm going to keep that going. But one big thing for me was um, like, even, even the difference in income, we can talk about that for a little bit if you want to, because I think that this is also so pertinent to being a woman, 
But at first it was like, I wanted to hit 5k months in my business because 5k months is, you know, the equivalent of a, an average woman's salary in corporate or in their nine to five. And then I hit that and I was like, okay, you know what? Now I want to hit 10k months and I want to hit a six figure year. And, um, it was still, I mean, a six figure year is, is something that's a little bit, um, a little, is a little bit more than average, but at the same time, it's still something that's safe. It's still something that's safe for a woman to earn. Um, now that I'm charging into the multiple six figure level, it's this whole new world of like, you can't do that. Right. And so as, as you start, you know, aiming higher and higher, higher, it becomes more of this, like, you know, wealthy bitch, right? Like who is she to want this? Who is she to want more? Um, and there's definitely, there's a huge difference between women and men, even in this respect. And I'm actually going to be releasing a program that's just about these money conditionings that we have as women, because I find this to be such an important conversation. Um, mm. And I love yeah. how you were just talking about how, you know, like there's specific things that women can do or a quote unquote can do by society. And there's specific things that um, we're just, we're told or it's just too much for us, right? We're being too much. We're being too bossy. We're being too selfish. Um, but, you know, a man doing the exact same thing is completely different. It's viewed completely differently. So that's, it's always been, um, you know, the whole new level, new devil for me has always mm -hmm. been this like, okay, well, six figures, you know, it's still very, it's still an appropriate salary, but multiple six figures, right? Like 300, $500,000 years. That's mm -hmm. still something that's just like, it's not safe for a woman to be in that place because she needs to be under the security of someone else. All of a sudden, if she has her own security, right? Like what, what, what is to say about oh that? My gosh, I love this. Yeah. I love what you are saying. Yeah. And then the second thing that I was really t thinking about when, when you were talking was, have you ever heard of the term? I'm sure that you have. Um, the way that you do one thing is the way that you do everything. Mm -hmm. and, and I think that you were kind of touching on this as well. But one thing that I find that I've even been able to do as a business owner is I've been able to step up into my leadership as a business owner. I've been able to create massive wealth as a business owner. I've been able to inspire other women. A lot of my clients have the exact same issues in terms of leadership and worthiness. Um, but I am still struggling, I will admit. And this is why I, I truly believe that if you're up leveling, you need to look at all facets of your life. I am still struggling to be the leader in other areas of my life because I'm still feel like I'm being put in this shell of, you know, like the, the woman, the spouse, right. The, um, right. the one who needs to be a little bit more submissive, the one who needs to be less bossy, the one who can't be open-minded, can't speak the truth. And mm -hmm. I still feel like sometimes I'm walking on eggshells because, um, you know, in business world, I have, you know, I've managed to create my alter ego. That's really helped me with it. I've managed to become a lot more bold and fierce who, who is, which is what I truly believe that I am inside at my core. But then in other areas of my life, I'm still really struggling with it. I'm still struggling with not being soft and subtle, but I know that um, it's a constant reminder that, you know, the way that you do one thing is, is the way that you do everything. So when you can master this whole, like standing up for yourself and standing up for your leadership, um, you know, why not also go for it in other areas of your life too? Because once you start to treat the whole rather than just one aspect, that's when things really start to change. You are about to take me to church. <laughs> 
So let's hear it. Let's hear it. I <laughs> have a lot to say about this. So there was a study that was done in the USA. I can't remember who did it now. And two thirds of women said that they didn't earn as much as their partner, even when they did. And again, it is a way to dim ourselves. And it is a way for us to continue to play small and for someone else to have, in inverted commas, security over us. And what I picked up on what you said was, you know, once a woman does earn more than her man, does she then take on this security and safety of herself? And I went through it. I remember thinking like, wait, if I earn more than him, what does that mean for me? Like, what will I have to start doing? What's the responsibilities that I will have to start to have? And I made it a thing in my head when honestly, it wasn't a thing. Like my partner is so supportive and like, he just wants us to create shitloads of money if I'm doing something, what makes me supportive. But at the end of the day, he couldn't care how much more or less it is compared to him. But as women, we put that on ourselves because our feminine energy still wants to be looked after. Our feminine energy still wants to be nurtured and taken care of. And you know what, girls? The most amazing thing is we can have both. We can have both and we can yeah. still allow our man to take care of us and make us feel special whilst we, in inverted commas, out earn. And I am not um, married and I know that when you are married, you're also marrying your money stories, but I've been with my partner for over 10 years. We live together. So I feel like our money stories are also married at this, mm -hmm. at this point. And I had a conversation because my money story was different from his. And because I started to earn large amounts of money, which is amazing, it also brought a lot of things up for me in, in the relationship. So my partner, for example, loves to be in the present. Like he loves to splash out. Whereas I am always thinking about the future. And that's because my money story was, well, if you have money, you're going to lose it or it's going to be taken away from you. It's going to, you're going to um, get it stolen from you. So my conditioning always told me to make sure that I had backup, that I had savings. And I think that on one part of, one part of things um, that is really um, forward thinking and it is an amazing way to set yourself up, especially, you know, depending on what you want to leave as a legacy here. But I think that it's really important for men and women to have the conversation about money. And I feel like women will really understand that if you're with a supportive man, 
they're not putting that on you. We're putting it on ourselves. And we can be all about this. Oh, I'm an independent woman, X, Y, and Z. We need to stop even using the word independent because we shouldn't have even been dependent on the man in the first place. Both <laughs> women and men should have been equal. But if we continue to even play into independent, and trust me, people, I say this over and over and I catch myself out. We should have never been dependent in the first place. It is incredible no matter how much money that we earn. And if we out earn our man and we take on more responsibilities, so be it. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And I think both you and I really work with the women who are change makers and the women who mm. kind of already understand a little bit of this, but they might still be in that, that level of fear. But um, mm -hmm. what I always love to say in, in my business is that we are vessels for change. So it's not even just about me. It's not even just about you, right? It's about right. creating a different story for all of us. It's about putting ourselves in the limelight and limelight and putting ourselves, you know, up for judgment in order to spark change, right? And really change yes. the conversation because I think it's so important. And every time that I even start thinking about why I shouldn't be making more money or why I shouldn't have a bigger community because of, you know, X, Y, Z, that's always when I catch myself being like, hmm, hmm, I need to change this story, right? Like this is all the more reason why I do need to make more money because if I just kind of stay here and allow myself to sink in with those fears and fear of judgment or, you know, fear of what's my husband's family going to think or um, all of those, all of those thoughts that just kind of come on as um, that are a part of that societal conditioning. That's when I know that it needs to be done. Yes. And I went through the same thing, you know, like, I didn't even really know what to tell my family or I didn't even want to speak about it in front of my partner's family because I thought, oh, what are they going to expect from me? You know? Um, and again, it's about our conditioning. It's about what we are comfortable and not comfortable with. But once you just decide to own your life, own everything that you really do desire and deserve, you can start to speak so freely about everything because you don't place judgment on yourself and therefore you don't expect others to place judgment on you. And if they do, I just say there is a bubble around me and it just bounces right back to them because whatever anyone's going to say is just going to be a reflection of what's happening internally with them. And once that I understood that, once that I stopped proving to everyone else and I even stopped proving to myself and I just allowed myself to, to be and to achieve whatever I wanted to achieve, that is when the abundance really did start to flow. Oh my goodness. Absolutely. Absolutely. This has been so inspiring. Isabella, you've gotten me like all fired up. <laughs> Good. Um, it's Tuesday. We yeah. have to get it fired up. <laughs> I know. I know. That's so true. Um, we, we need to wrap up um, because obviously, you know, I, I don't want this to go on forever, although it totally could. Um, what's don't one thing that you'd love to leave? <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, so what's one thing that you would love to leave um, our listeners with today in terms of like everything that we spoke about, you know, like one last really inspiring thing that they can leave with? You know, what I want to share is don't think too far in the future. 
Like ask yourself what you can do today, which is going to get you closer to where you want to be. And I know that if you're listening to this podcast, you are already well on your way to desiring and going after it. But you know that you are keeping yourself back on some level. And once you decide to break through that level, I promise you, you're going to have to go through a next level and a next level and a next level. So when Sarah was saying, enjoy the journey, please do understand that this is a process and you have to continue to move through it, glide through it. I know that there is going to be bumps in the way, but do something today, which is going to scare you. Do something today that is going to challenge you because in the challenge really does lie the growth and in the growth lies the success. Beautiful. Boom. (laughs) That was amazing. I think that that, I think it's so, so easy for us to just say like, oh, everything's going to be out there in the future. Everything's going to happen, you know, one day or three months from now or six months from now. No, start enjoying it today. Please, please, Mm -hmm. please start enjoying everything that you're doing today. Start showing up for yourself and your community today as well, because that's, that's really what is going to make six months from now be that much more incredible is really acknowledging how amazing you are today and and all of the steps that you're currently taking. So, oh my goodness, thank you so much. Isabella, where can we find you um, on social media? Um, You know, what kind of freebies do you have for the community that you'd love to share? Yeah, so everywhere I'm at Isabella Levy, that's spelt with a Z. Uh, My main thing is if I've said anything on this episode today that you need clarification on, please just send me a direct message if you've got any questions because I'll be able to clear that up from you. And in relation to actually speaking about, you know, bring forward your future and start making a plan and a change today. Um, I am more than happy to share my Goal Digger Planner, which is basically a 90-day goal-setting planner. Um, And then it supports you in breaking down those goals into monthly, weekly, and daily actions as well. So you can go ahead. That's just isabellalevy.com forward slash Goal Digger. Awesome. All right. Thank you so, so much for being here, Isabella. I've loved this interview. I can't wait to hear what our community has to say about it too. My absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for the woman that you are in the world and just continue to do your thing. Oh, thank you.